Tonight's episode is brought to you by Patreon. Patreon.com backslash sci-fi. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. Audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Take it away, boys. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Howdy. I'm M. Ciro Garcia. It is awesome to be back podcasting with you folks. Yay! I know. It's been like I a month. the diner. Yeah, it's been like a month. You know, we had Thanksgiving in there, some family, uh, necessary family time in the middle of that. and uh, But we are back here for at least one more episode this year. Good God. Where did the year go? I know. You know what we should do is probably the week after Christmas, if we can make it work, do a episode on the new Star Wars movie that's coming out. Yes! I we need to review Star Wars. Yeah, so we should do that. I, well, we, we, maybe we can plan it You know, at the end of the show here. We can talk about that. I have tickets for Thursday. It's a double feature IMAX. Yeah, so which one? So you're watching what, The Force Awakens and then the next one, right? You got it, dude. And with my new bionic eyes, so I'm super excited. Oh, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be like 4K resolution. It will be like 4K resolution. <laughs> Very uh, exciting. That is awesome. Well, Miles, what what's on the menu tonight here? All right. Well, we'll we'll get into our sci-fi world. We have uh, some shore leave news. Uh, we'll have a sh- short discussion on Justice League, and uh, we have our sci-fi uh, Christmas wish list. And we'll, then we'll have our interview with uh, Michael Hogan. Oh yeah, we do have an interview. It'll be our second time uh, sh- uh, talking to him, so I'm, I'm pretty glad. I'm, I'm glad about that. It, it was fun talking to him again. Yeah. Uh, you were the one talking to him again, and uh, but that's all right. That's all right. And uh, so very good. We don't have a sci-fi five and five this week, but I guess our lists, our Christmas lists kind of count for that. Yeah, totally. So, yep. So we're, we're good there. <laughs> well, man, well, why don't we get into like what's going on in our sci-fi world and uh, who wants to start? Miles should start. Miles, you okay. need to start. Go ahead. So I saw Justice League, um, and uh, I, I really liked it. We'll talk about it more later. I uh, saw Star Trek continues last episode to boldly go part two. Um, did you? They did, did a phenomenal job. I, I heard so go much. Dave, Dave, Dave at uh, school was just bragging about the Star Trek continues. He just loved it. Some of the best Trek he said he's ever seen. This was really a gift to the fans. So, listeners, if um, you haven't checked out anything from Star Trek Continues, you really need to if you're a Star Trek fan. They did a really good job. Um, sad to say this is their last one, but um, they really went all out on this one. Still enjoying Orville um, and uh, Star Trek Discovery. They had their se- their mid-season finale. Um, still enjoying The Gifted. I am not caught up on my CW shows, and I'm really trying to um, – so I don't. Oh. So I can't really talk much about that. Man. And uh, re- I'm dying to talk about the crossover. Reading... <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. And uh, reading uh, the Star Trek uh, uh, 
Titan novel of Fortune of War by David Mack. Oh, okay. And uh, and um, is this a new Star Trek novel then? Yes, it just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. All right. Very cool, very cool. Well, and what's going on in your sci-fi world? My sci-fi world? Um, I also saw Justice League, and we will talk about it afterwards, as Miles has, Miles has uh, mentioned. But I will say, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it didn't suck. So, um, as my friend Andrew said, that's pretty high price. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Um what else is on? Oh, I listened to the Andy Weir's, I guess it's his sophomore book, although he's written a couple of short stories. He's a guy who wrote, um, uh, oh, dear God. The Martian. The, books, the Martian. Thank <laughs> you. I was going to call it The Astronaut, but that's wrong. Um, um, it was good. It was, it's a good sophomore run. It's got a little, it's kind of quirky. Um, I have to give it a second listen. Uh, Rosario Dawson, amazing book reader. She did a great job. Um, so I'm looking forward to the second read through of, or listen through of that book. Um, yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit? Cause I read that book too and I just finished it today and okay. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, jazz was a great character. I thought, um, the, it's, it, it's a different story. It's uh, not a survival story, at least right. at least not in the way that The Martian was. And um, the thing that sells me in the book is is the way he developed the main character. And each of the characters in there, you kind of uh, connect to, and he uh, he really he really sells it. So it could just be because I was listening in the car, or I was you know doing some data entry while I was listening. I need to listen to it again. I liked it a lot, but I feel like I'm missing stuff. So after I listen to it again in like a day or two, um, well, it'll take me like a couple days to get through it with commutes and stuff. I would like to talk about it more and that might give, it'll give Miles some time to, to read it or listen to it if he would like to. Right. Cause I really like Andy Weir. I loved the Martian. That his, book just. His writing. Now I will say this, M. Um, the Martian has a way better opening line. Oh yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> but, nothing. There is nothing that's going to top that. I know, I know. But There's this was uh, this was this that. was. Uh, I did enjoy this. I really, I really did enjoy this book. Um, I don't know that I like it quite as much as The Martian. Like The mm -hmm. Martian, I read six or seven times. Like I've listened to it. Um, and if I didn't listen, like some of those times might have been just skipping parts, but. But I really enjoyed it, and I don't know that this book has that same staying power, but it might. It might. It's. I, I need to. I need to figure it out. I need to think about. I need to listen to it one more time. I kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I powered through it. Um, I did enjoy it. I think I'm missing a lot, so I'm gonna give it another listen. Um, which, funny enough, happened with Justice League. Seeing it a second time, still doesn't suck. Um, but we'll discuss that further. All right. Um, what was else? Oh, trailer for Infinity Wars. Hello. <laughs> that was amazing. So um, did, but have... didn't, didn't it get a lot of crap for the way they're presenting Thanos? People didn't like Thanos mass. People aren't liking skinny, tiny Thanos, like human-shaped Thanos, or yeah. I should say like bipedal, <laughs> humanoidy, you know, just zip it. It's the first one. We still have to wait for it. 
we'll find out if it sucks later. But for <laughs> now, just let me enjoy it. Right, right. In Marvel, um, we try. Yeah. <laughs> the CW Earth X crossover, Miles, you're yes. going to love it. You're going to love it. It's a thousand Good. times better than the last crossover. Um, it oh, is one of the best. It is a phenomenal team up. There is a moment, which I it won't ruin it, but there's a moment where Supergirl flies into this shot and then the flash zooms into the shot and then they're just kind of standing around waiting. And then you see a mo motorcycle pull up and it's the green arrow and he gets off the motorcycle and he's all green arrowy and he goes super speed i don't have it <laughs> keep going so that was pretty funny um and then the star trek discovery was wonderful and a nice little cliffhanger there i can't we when do we get another episode february uh, uh, january. I was gonna say january january okay good loved it loved it i think over the holiday i will be watching like binge watching um, the entirety of it as much as possible just to get another revisit. Cause I know I've watched it with, you know, childlike wonder, but now, now that I know the basic plot lines, I can pay attention to much deeper things and look for little Easter eggs. And the Orville continues to deliver like dominoes. I love yeah, that absolutely. show. Yeah, absolutely. It has just enough, like, smart ass to make me happy but it, they don't go overboard like one would do in a yeah. in a in a seth mcfarland yeah it's definitely it's he's, 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 he's definitely trying to make yeah. star trek here yeah, yeah he uh, really he really is giving it the respect that i was excited to see and he's still having fun with it so yeah, i appreciate absolutely. that absolutely it's kind of awesome very so good. Scott, what's going on in your world? In my sci-fi world. So um my sci-fi world. Um so a couple things. I uh, po Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon came out. And so I I played it with my son in the DS and I did beat the game and now I'm playing the always thought like have an after game. Like after the main game's done, they have like a mini game that follows after it. So I'm working my way through that. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's just uh, I'm not playing Pokemon Go anymore, or very infrequently. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. Like maybe once a month, I'll fire it up. So they need to release more critters. They have been releasing critters and legendary stuff, and there's been these big events. I've just not been interested. <laughs> mm. Um, and but uh, yeah, it's been a good. It's been a good. Um. Uh, so I've been enjoy. I enjoyed the game. It was it was definitely a fun game. Um, second thing. Uh, so as far as what I am watching, I'm watching an anime called Knights and Magic, which is is, is pretty cool. And let's see. Oh, I, as am as you said, Artemis. I just finished Artemis, and I'm now reading Fahrenheit 451. So I jump back to a classic. Wow. And I'm listening to that. Tim Robbins reading it. So I was like, oh, I got to listen to this because I like Tim nice. Robbins. So. Uh, by the way, Rosario Dawson did a phenomenal job reading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's a thousand percent my type. Yeah, <laughs> yep. she's an amazing actress. She's got an amazing voice. She's very talented, yeah. and she's gorgeous and also like pretty, pretty down to earth and mellow. I yeah. dig that. Yeah, and so the other thing that um, happened in my geek world is. So my son, of course, is asking for the Nintendo Switch. He wants a Switch for Christmas, right? 
So wife and I talked about it. Wife wasn't real thrilled, but she said, ah, go for it. So I went for it. I bought it. So she knew I bought it. So it arrives, I don't know, like early last week. And uh, my wife's busy, and there's a couple packages that came, and my son's there, and she's like, ah, just go ahead, open up the packages. <laughs> <gasps> no. And so, oh, no. Yeah, so, he, so he opens it, looks at it, looks at her, looks at it. She goes, uh, a switch? And she's like, oh. <laughs> oh so no. what's funny is this is the second year in a row that she has done that for my son last year like we got him a cat he really wanted a cat and so he went up to bed was supposed to be sleeping she has the cat we got it like a week early and she has a cat on her lap and we're keeping it in hiding up till then and on uh, on her lap and he comes down for a drink opens mm-hmm. the door to say hi to her and then freezes you know <laughs> there's like no hiding it oh no <laughs> so he's like getting no surprises but anyway, so uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on in my sci-fi world. Um, not don't think so. It feels pretty light, but I mean, I've been watching Orville and Discovery, but we talked about that. But yeah, well, did, very did good. You caught the mid-season finale? No, I did. I did indeed. Okay, good. So um, let's talk about, why don't we talk about Justice League, since you've been all mentioning it, it kind of plays into our sci-fi world. Justice League! Yep. Zombie Superman. Is he? Is he? I, well, not for long enough. Yeah. So uh, so let's talk. Uh, what did you guys think? I, I know uh, you, you said you were whelmed, not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed. You were just whelmed <laughs> by it. <laughs> What are you laughing at? I'm using your line. I I love that that my crazy vernacular has made its way into your everyday conversational <laughs> vocabulary. Oh, that... you know it. Hey, you're a you're a good slash bad influence on me. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Let me re-ask the question. So, Em, what are you thinking about Justice League? Well, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was just whelmed. Well, so. Tell me, what whelmed you about Justice League tonight? <laughs> Not that super crazy jazz DJ voice you're going oh, on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about so, Justice League. It was, it was, it wasn't Wonder Woman. It, I, I needed one. I needed like one or two more films of origin stories, because I feel like the Flash got gypped. I feel like, um, um, Aquaman, who for me. Aquaman and Wonder Woman made that movie for me. Aquaman. Aquaman is getting his movie though, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. But like it just completely erased like all of my childhood of blonde haired, orange shirted, green trousered aqua dork (laughs) who just, you know, would send brave waves and stuff, brain waves and stuff. It was, was, I was really pleased with this turn. I have never read any Aquaman comic books, so I don't know if this is the direction he's going in. If it is, I'm going to add him to my pull list. Uh, there you go. It was great. That was great. There was a but So you're saying it, you like the Darth Rocky uh Aquaman. The Rocky? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, call call 
call curry it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was it was good and upon the second viewing i could identify i think i was able to identify where joss whedon tweaked it okay and where do you think he tweaked it so there were some little conversations here and there that visually when you look at the scene instead of them being in an actual location it was kind of this tv style green screen that was a little out of focus so that there was a lot of face shots a lot of FaceTime, and and it just felt like he had to piece it together that way and so like his when soups and lois got together that felt like an add-on time when the team got together after before after they got the box but before they brought back superman there were moments in there where i know it just felt like they went back and revisited and they were lucky that the sets were still there there was a time when aquaman and batman were talking and it was in the beginning and it's very clear um that jason momoa has different contact lenses in between in the same scene it goes back and forth and then you only see him from like the chest up and you don't see the water so it feels like a really bad cheap pickup that they filmed much later some of the conversational stuff just felt a little bit more you could it felt whedon like it felt marvel like very natural and kind of a genuine patter between people mm. um overall though like i wish we had had one more origin movie overall i was i was really impressed um dc didn't knock it out of the park but they certainly did a very good job is and this, I I attribute that to Whedon. Is this the best collaborative movie, like as far as the multiple characters that DC has done? It's, well, it's the only one we have to compare is Batman versus Superman, and right. that sucked. Okay. I have had colonoscopies that looked better. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miles, Very you, literary. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, Miles, you've been kind of silent there. What did you think of Justice League? I I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, I was. I I think they they have made. They're not as good as Marvel yet when it comes to doing these kind of movies. Yeah. But I, but I think they've made some very positive strides, and if they keep, I I think I think they could, like, they have the ability to. So, I only saw the movie once. I do want to see it again. Um, I I I love CW's Flash, but I like. I like Justice League's Flash also. What I liked about him, something different was he seemed a little kind of like he was zoning out and just seemed not always with it. But from his perspective, he's faster than everybody else. Not just not because he just runs, he can run fast, do other things fast, but <clears throat> he's thinking faster than everybody else. And so sometimes his conversations with people are disjointed and – I, I I like that as a, as a as a character choice with him. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, I think they're setting up for uh, Darkseid. Uh, uh, they're gonna have a conflict with Darkseid soon. The the baddie in this film was just one of Darkseid's um, uh, lackeys. So uh, so I think we'll see. So the way the way they're setting up, I think we'll, we'll they'll have a, they'll have a confrontation with Darkseid, which I'm be happy about. 
Oh, that's cool. Now, so was there anything in the movie... Uh, and, and was sharing some of the things that she felt maybe weren't quite as strong as it could have been. Uh, your thoughts on that? Did you catch, or did you just go in and really enjoy the movie as it was? I, I'm I'm not as observant as M, so I I didn't pick up on some of those flaws that she she found. Well, then again, she um, saw it twice. I saw it twice. Yeah, yeah so, so it's easier the second time to maybe pick it apart a little absolutely. bit more because. Uh, you know, when you're watching a movie the first time, you're kind of like, whoa, you know, you're kind of captured into the story, which is what you should be. You're right. But I think, um, you know, people, people still not very sanguine about um, um, Ben Affleck as, as Batman, Bruce Wayne. But I, I think I think he was good. He was trying to create a team to save the world and for whatever reason i thought he, that batman that bruce wayne i uh, i believe that mm. um i thought i thought he was good at that as, as just trying to get a team together and to, to 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 take on this mission um so i thought he's slowly growing on me okay i agree 100 percent. i think there were times on my suspension of disbelief my like I w- it was suspended. My disbelief was suspended. The words I'm trying to say, he he he. Well, not only was he swole, like I don't think his arms could go down. He was just so buff, and they they made him huge. Mm-hmm. I I found him. I didn't find it distracting that it was Ben Affleck playing Batman. It was to me he did he did a good job, like he did. Despite how much I didn't like Batman versus Superman. I was going to say, I, did you like him better in this movie? I I think he did a great job in Batman versus Superman as Bruce Wayne and the Batman, whatever. This, I, this is a good Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm behind it 95%. Oh, good. Good. Well, that's positive then. And what did you think? Um, so Wonder Woman obviously is the only uh, one of the only female protagonists in this movie. Um, what do you think about Wonder Woman's role written into the Justice League into this conglomeration? I think I, I think she she did good. I, I, I you know she had she had to sh- share, share the screen time with. Um, Let's see, uh, Batman, Superman, Cyborg, and Flash. You know, four, four other superheroes, and so um, I think she still looks strong throughout the film. Good. Um, you yeah. can you can tell yeah. that Bruce, the character of Bruce Wayne was trying to bring Diana out as a leader, and that that is something that he he is not. He's a loner. He does not know how to lead. He doesn't know how to work with an army, with a group. Um, and Diana was trained that way. The Amazonians are trained that way. And she was always, she was born to lead. She was born of the gods. Um, she's a natural leader. And you saw in the Wonder Woman movie how she, you know, led to the defeat of um, the the god of war. But then there was a huge loss. All right, you, all of you have, should have seen it by now. Yes, so absolutely. when spoiler Steve, alert, no, no yeah, no, 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 no. spoiler alert. It's been months, um, and it's referenced in the movie. When Trevor dies, she loses. She 
she's never felt that before. So her hiding for a hundred years and Bruce calls her out on it. He really wanted, he was hoping that it would be a natural step for her, but in discovering and understanding her history, he gets why she, why she pulled back, but it doesn't understand why she's unwilling to, to take the reins again. And you can see, you can see the leadership coming out like towards, okay. as you get to the end. Yeah. So I liked that they're, they're definitely to me, she's it's, it's like, she's in charge of the justice league that her and Batman run it together. Now, is that the sense we got? I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen the animated series. But was that the kind of the sense also in the animated series? Or is that just a sense we're getting from this movie? I, well, I think in the animated... Oh, go ahead. I think, in the, yeah, in the animated series, it's Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Green Lantern, I think Flash and Hawkgirl. But yeah, I think I think Batman and Wonder Woman Superman are kind of like the pillars of the Justice League. Yeah, that's the way I would have... So that's that, I would have that, remembered it. So. Oh, oh! Did you see the little hint about the? the did you see the Green Lanterns? What are the Green Lantern rings? Like what? The lantern dies and the ring just bounces off into the middle of Earth somewhere. In a Green Lantern in that battle, I'm not this. Like I have to watch the movie again, and and try to catch. So what what's I the significance? I saw of it that. the first time as soon as they were describing the fight against um, whatever his name was, um, Steppenwolf. Thank you against Steppenwolf. I and they were talking about um you know and the men and the Atlanteans and the even some people even aliens from other planets and when I, I saw the Green Lantern I was so excited they could probably they can fix this they haven't ruined Green Lantern um yes <laughs> and when he dies and the ring just goes flying off like it's that to me is like a little hey we've done this for the nerds and here's a little something that we could probably revisit and make something awesome out of it. Very good. Awesome. I might be reading too much into that, but hey. that was so good. What do, what do nerds do if they don't read into something? I mean, come on. That's just what, that's what, <laughs> that's what we do. We do. We like, Oh, did you see that? That means this is definitely going to happen. But. Clearly, you saw which one it was, and that's the one who dies in the car. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I, I nerded out big time. I was really excited about it. Well, and as you should have, Em. It was yeah. funny. Well, we, we, we really should. We, we're going to keep moving on here. We have some updates regarding Shortly, one of our favorite conventions that we go to each year. We have Farpoint coming up here in February, but this summer... We have some news about Shirley. Uh, Miles, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about this news? Yeah, so this is going to be the 40th um, anniversary for Shoreleave. And usually they don't, they don't announce any guests until a far point. That's when you usually hear the, you know some of the guests. But so far we know three people that are going to be at uh, Shoreleave this year. You probably, never, you, pro you probably never heard of these people. They're like no name. If, if you... Well, at least two of them are a little less known, but the third one you will know. Uh, but joking. if you've been following Dark Matter, uh, Alex Malari Jr. and Melissa O'Neill are, are going to be guests at uh, Shore Leave. But um, William Shatner is going to be there also. William Shatner! Uh, That's so exciting! What, what do we know him from? Tech Wars? Uh, yes. From that lawyer show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boston Legal. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Oh my stars! <laughs> so Captain Captain Kirk himself is going to be at your leave. 
Oh next my year. I think that's stars awesome. and garters. It would, it would, it would be awesome if we could interview him. But I think the last time he was there, because he was there four years ago, and uh, and we, it was kind of a no. It was like no, he doesn't do interviews. So, do you know he suffers from a terrible case of tinnitus? I think oh. I remember hearing that. Yeah, that's yeah. why he doesn't really do a lot of interviews. He doesn't like really loud places because it'll aggravate it, oh, and okay. it kind of is what did like his speech pattern. It gets. I, I remember having um, a, a severe ear infection last summer, and I had such ringing in my ears that I didn't even want to hear myself. Couldn't I? I could didn't. I didn't want to hear anybody speak. I didn't speak, but to have it like chronically. And that poor dude. If we get two seconds with him, awesome. If we get a picture, awesome. But I get it if he's going to be, you know, kind of guarded and protecting of himself. Yeah, and, and it's understandable. And we, we, we'll respect it either way. We'll, we'll certainly yeah, get mean, some good interviews from Shirley. It's just a matter of whether we get Shatner or not. So. I mean, Shatner will, will, will do a Q&A, and he will definitely be available for autographs and uh, – and pictures so absolutely good old tj hooker yeah. i'm gonna have to find i must have something like there's got to be a tj hooker i still have all of my T tiger beat magazines grow from growing up and like there was the one dude adrian zmed who was always in that because he was young and he looked good and he didn't have a shirt on there, I'm gonna. I might have to dig through those and see if there's a Shatner picture with him. Like they'll have the big picture of Adrian's Med, and then there'll be like an inset of William Shatner, Adrian's Med, and then the blonde woman who was on the show. Uh, but that would be really fun to get him to sign. <laughs> so anyway, short leave happening uh, July sixth and eighth. So mark your calendars, buy your tickets Ooh. early, because with Shatner there, it will it will fill up. Oh yeah. And so. And this is this is their forty fortieth uh, one, so I'm sure there's going to be other heavy hitters that uh, they'll they'll get to come this that's, year. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. This is only the beginning. I'm super it excited. Is. Yep, and it's yep. a good sign they've announced it so early. So, yep. Of course, it means mm -hmm. it can change, but we hope not. So, well, right. should we move into our science fiction Christmas wish list that we kind of yes, do please. yearly? And so these are this is a this is a this is a time where you like listen and the you listeners send us gifts. No, I'm just kidding. But um but we, oh, we, we, zip I it. know we just we just share what we would like to get and they're just geeky items that we're kind of uh we're, we're that we're kind of into this year. So uh Miles, you went first. Why don't uh and why don't we let you go first this time? Do you want me to go down the whole list, or do you want me to no, we'll do, we go we'll do, one we'll, at a time? Yeah, we'll do one at a time and just rotate it. Okay. Then so... we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do M, then Miles, and then me. Okay. So these are these, – these, I think I put this on my list two years ago when we did this, but there's an, a new – the prices have dropped, and I would really like an OLED 4K TV, preferably 60 inches or larger because <laughs> – Come on, 4K. And I spent, you know, I spent a lot of money fixing my vision. I would like to see things as best as possible. Well, and rightly so. Do you have any particular movie or TV show you would like to see on that OLED 60-inch 4K TV? The Lord of the Rings series. 
Dude. Is that, that out on 4K? Would, that would be awesome. I know, right? <laughs> How cool would that be? I would watch I would watch the crap out of that. That would be amazing. Um I I would watch that endlessly. But like LG's got one. Uh Sony I think has one as well. They're not inexpensive. They're not inexpensive, but they're certainly not like at the $7,000 price they were years ago and I like the the OLED to me has a better cleaner um your blacks are blacker and your whites are crisp they're not just bright in your face um I I I just want one Very cool <laughs> We haven't what sprung some 4K but Miles 4K, how about you 4K definitely yeah. now that I can see in 4K I want to see all the things in 4K Well we got we got new Star Trek th- this year, which is awesome. And never heard of there's it. actually not a lot of merchandise for it yet. I would just, but what they they do have available. Sorry, insignia badge, insignia badges. Um, I think they look fantastic. I would love um, either one or a set of those, and, and, and pretty much any other Star Trek Discovery merch that that, yeah. that that's out there. So Miles, uh, you, just, you, you just you just went STD merch. Got it. Yes, that's right. STD, yes, Star right. Trek Discovery. Oh yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. Oh so, of course. boy! <laughs> of course, that's what like you're thinking. STTOS, get with it! <laughs> Yikes! I mean, really? I Go know, ahead, seriously. Miles. Continue. <laughs> well, well, the Discovery insignia badges—they well, they look fantastic. Um, so that. They have a Think Geek. They have a few other places, but um, Miles, yeah, if you, I, if, I, if, if the, you were to rank costumes, if you were to rank your Star Trek insignia badges, how would you rank them as far as your favorite to least favorite? I I, I, I don't know if I could pit, pit them against each other. I mean, oh, I mean, Next Generation. They, I mean, they were the first ones that came out with. Well, that's not true. The movies came out with actually the uh, rank. No, no, the the just the insignia badges. Um, I guess I pro- probably what I like most maybe the ones from the, the Wrath of Khan movie era. Okay. Those, I like those. Um, I, I like every, and then I then I probably put on my last third would be you know the next generation uh, era uh, badges. Oh, very good. Very good. So Star Trek Discovery Insignia Badges. That's your first one here. Um, yes. For me, my first gift would be uh, a Pikachu coin bank. And Think Geek has these. And these are the ones, and you've seen them, where they have like a cat that pops up, puts its hand out, and pulls a penny or a quarter in. They now have that with Pikachu. Popping oh. out, reaching up, grabbing the coin, and drawing it back in. And I think those would make great gifts. So, oh, cool. does it say like, does it go Pikachu? That would be great. That would be great if it did. That reminds me, I got to get it a white elephant gift. That would <gasps> this be perfect. This is the cutest thing. Yeah, you look at it; it's great. So, oh my gosh, it's the cutest. Yeah. Uh, wait, I'm. Does it? It doesn't say if it has sound. Oh, it might not have sound. Yeah, but actually, actually, the other one 
when the cat pops up, it goes meow. It does. It does say meow because I have that one. So maybe this one does say Pikachu, which would be totally great. Pikachu. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's my first gift, and it is back to you. Let me go back to my list. So if I'm gonna have the big amazing 4K TV, um, I would like the new Apple TV with 4K, so that um, I all of my all of my video that I have purchased on iTunes will upgrade. And I will be able to watch Lord of the Rings um, in 4K. There you go. So, again, like there's a whole bunch of new functionality to it that really upgrades it and makes it not on par with like the Echo or the Google thing, um, which those things, I'm not comfortable with those in the house. Uh, like, I don't want I've something thought about that. all the time. But... It's bad enough that when I say, hey, Siri. My phone are immediately, my right. iPad just did it too. Like <laughs> everything lights up in your house, then when you say it, it weirds me out. Yeah. Um, but I would very much like, uh, I would very much like that, please. And that, thank you. That didn't make my list, but that is something I would love. So the Apple TV 4K. And side note, there's a light up Pikachu nightlight on Thinky. I know, right? <laughs> it's the cutest thing. But. Yeah, so very cool. How about you, Miles? Let's get to your number four. My number four would be, um, you know, just to help me read my favorite Star Trek books, any of those sci-fi novels that come out. Um, you know, an Amazon gift card or two would, would, would be nice. Uh, I, I still read off the Kindle, so that would that'd make a great gift. Oh, it would. It would. I thought it initially it said Amazonian gift cards. The only thing that buys you is security and strength. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, my, oh, wait, let's go to because I know what that oh yeah means. And let's one thing that really cheesed me off about Justice League. Okay. <laughs> in Wonder Woman, all the Amazonians had this amazing, beautiful armor. And because, and it was directed by a woman. Right. You get a bunch of Y chromosomes together, and all of a sudden the Amazonians are in midriff open armor. But no, no, no one would wear armor that would expose their belly because a belly wound is what you will die from the fastest. So, nah. Okay, go back. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, I have a problem with that. No, and rightly so. Rightly so. So my number two is Sphero BB9E, the app-enabled droid, the one you can control as a droid, the black so one. Cool. That would be cool. I, I never got the white. I never got BB8. I thought, well, why, why, why just go with BB8? Go with BB9E. And so uh, I would love to have that and just roll it around. I'd like to like take it into my classroom and like just roll it around to keep students on their toes. <laughs> the hallway. I have like great hallways, man. I bet I could get that thing rolling. So. But, I'm not familiar with it. I'll have to check that out. No, it's just it's like BB-8. The it's like the the you've seen the 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 uh, white BB-8s, right? That you can control with oh, your yeah. phone. It's the same thing, but now it's just the black one. So my my bosses gave me BB-8 for administrative assistance day. Oh, and that back in April, all the other admins got like flowers and you know gift certificates to spas. My bosses gave me a robot. That's awesome. it was great, and I. It's on my desk. I will. I'll walk it around the floor every once in a while. So yeah, I 
I think Santa should definitely get you one of those. Yeah, definitely. I've been a good boy, Santa, this year. So. <laughs> Except when I've been razzing in miles. Please forgive me of that. Um, go ahead, Adam. That's unforgivable. Yeah, unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it. Well done, Miles. <laughs> uh, Adam, how about you? What's on? What's your third on your uh, Christmas list? What's third on my Christmas list? Um. I just lost my page with my list. Here it is. It says New okay. Mac Tower, but so I, I it's I'm due for a new computer, and I'm been I've been saving up, and Apple still makes that ginormous tower thing, but I would like one fully fully loaded. So that's like six or seven grand. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it is something I would like. And I would like it specifically for gaming, and then I would hook it up to my OLED 4K TV and play video games on that. In case that's not possible, I will happily take um, one of the new iMac Pros. Ooh. With they're all 5K. Ooh, um, it's pretty amazing. The the it's super thin. You've got with a solid state hard drive. That would be. What yes, do they come please. with? Is it a terabyte solid state hard drive? Yes, I think it's one whole. I think you can upgrade to the full terabyte. Okay, because that's what I would do if I were to get one. Because my so you can get Mac, the, my current Mac has a, a solid state, but I put that in. <laughs> so you can get the 18 core Xenon processor. You can get a 42 megabyte cache. You can turbo up to 4.5 gigahertz. It's um, it basically will think for you. Like it's got a Radeon Pro Vega um, um, video card. It'll <laughs> 11 teraflops, single precision, 22 teraflops, half precision, um, 18 gigabytes high bandwidth memory, 400 gigabytes per second of memory bandwidth. It's pretty. You up to a four terabyte solid straight drive. Ooh, what does that baby yeah. run you? I might need a minute. I'll be in my bunk. Okay, <laughs> no, okay. It's, Vera. It's, it is the most amazing thing. It's it's be it's elegantly built, okay. and it comes in this smoky black along with all the accessories. So right now, all my accessories are that really that um it's the unpolished aluminum, which is it looks good. It has a nice look to it, but this looks badass. So I want it. <laughs> that might be down the road for me. My my computer's working too well, so. But all right, uh, Miles, how about you? What's number three? Our listeners probably have heard of uh, an, an old J Japanese anime um, that was Americanized for American consumption called Star Blazers. Well, uh, back in 2010, um, they they did a re uh, I'm not sure what the right word is. Um, I guess kind of a reimagining, a representation of it. Um, did a fantastic job, so I would love to have the Blu-rays and or, for this, but it, it is it is steep. I mean, I think it's about hundred bucks for for both Volume One and Volume Two. But uh, I like Space Space Battleship Yamato twenty one ninety nine, um, and Volume Two, uh, Space Battleship Yamato Warriors of Love. Uh, they did a really good job in retelling the story, and. Probably, probably listeners will know that there's only one main female character in the original version back in the late 70s, but they did a better job putting 
balancing out more more women on the on on the ship and stuff, and um, it looks great. Good. Uh, so yes. that, that's something I would like. To I've see. never awesome. seen it. Never seen it. Em, did you see this? I know about the Yamato, um, and it's been a very long time since I've seen anything. Yeah, well, I've only seen it. the I've only seen the anime, so I haven't seen the the Japanese anime, so I haven't seen this one. Mm. So. It, this is still anime, but it it it, it was like redone in 2010, so yeah. it, it 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 looks a lot better, and um, that it, it is an improvement on the original. Okay, good. Well, maybe I'll have to check it out. I might have to check it out. So uh, number three for me is another yeah. Pokemon thing. I am uh, they have these ball mugs you can get at Thing Geek, and I have this uh, Yoda mug that I typically use when I podcast. And I thought, what would be better than drinking out of a Pokeball? And uh, they have them fairly inexpensive at, at Think Geek, but you know I could get a set of four, and then the family could be drinking out of Pokeballs. Although I don't know if my wife would like that, but but your I, boy uh, would love one. My my son would definitely love one. So. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the third there, and uh, I think that's it for Pokemon. That's just uh, some of my uh, Pokemon thoughts. So, um, Em, how about you? What comes in at number four for you? So number four for me is you. I don't. You guys are. Yeah, you're all my age. Do you remember Vans? I do. The, they're oh, kind yeah. of the skater shoe yeah. that from the early early '80s, and they didn't have. They're just really cool and fun. So this season, they came out with an entire collection of Snoopy vans. Um, There's a pair that are actually in my house right now that are covered in Woodstock. Um, There's there's tons. There's some with Snoopy on them. There's some with the comics on it. It's they're just the coolest sneaks, and the kids' ones are adorable. There's these furry white ones that have Snoopy's face on them. That, but they only make them in kids, so it does. Oh, that's um, but I would like the entire collection of Snoopy Vans because they, they yeah. are they're, I mean, they're classic shoes. They're nostalgic for me. I haven't owned a pair since I was fourteen, so it's a long time. Um, they're pretty cool. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Snoopy, and if they don't, I don't think I want to have a conversation with them because <laughs> Snoopy's adorable. Right, right, um, right. So uh, let's stop the podcast right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I have a certain affinity for Lucy Van Pelt because I remember one of my favorite comics um, that there's something about, uh, what was it? Oh, um, Charlie Brown is complaining at the psychiatrist booth about, you know, I don't know what I want for Christmas. I don't you know what's going to happen. And, Lucy says, well, I don't like Santa Claus. I think it's she doesn't like Santa Claus because he never brings her what she really wants. And Charlie says, what? She goes, real estate. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember having the conversation with my father in 2005 when I decided it was time for me to buy uh, a place of my own. And he said, well, I've got money set aside. You can have a, you can have a wedding or you can, have a, you can have real estate. And I said, real estate. So... <laughs> I am sitting in that. I am sitting in my wedding as we speak. There, there you go. You're sitting in your real estate. That's funny. In my real estate. That's a great. Um, that's these, a great line by Lucy. I know it's very Lucy Van Belt. But I would like the entire collection of the shoes. The shirts are pretty cool too. I'm not crazy about the hats, but I'll take them because you know completionist. Right, right. But they're absolutely. pretty fat looking. I love them. Very good. Very good. Number two miles for you. I guess along with the continue the star trek discovery theme um 
the 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 props that they develop for the show are just mm. absolutely gorgeous. Um, right now, Avanos is making in, in, the replica phasers. They're they're pretty pricey, about sixty nine ninety five. But uh, um, I wouldn't mind owning one. Oh, do they nice. like light up and stuff? I'm not sure if it if it does, um, but it. It's just a it's just a gorgeous looking prop. Um, I, I like I like sci-fi, is that sort of thing, and so that would be. Uh, I'd love to have one of those. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, very cool. My number four, as is Star Trek as well. They came out last year with these Bluetooth Star Trek communicator badges, and I was just looking at Think Geek, couldn't find them, but uh, there have to be some out there. I know that Dave Sellers, who listens to the podcast, he has one. And I was a bit envious of it. So I thought, what would be great? I could walk around just with my phone in my pocket. Someone calls, just tap my chest and good to go. My buddy Dan has one. They're awesome. They're so cool. Yeah, they are cool. So the only complaint he had, he said the magnet isn't incredibly strong. Mm. But, you know, so, if, you know, if you're, wearing, if you're wearing like a corduroy sweatshirt, I'm just kidding. Uh, but if you're wearing something thick, it probably wouldn't stick on real well. But I'm still, I still, want it. I still want it. So I think that would be a very cool addition to my uh, phone collection. So, all right, Emma, tell us what is on your number five or your number one, I guess. Uh, I would like the Millennium Falcon. Of course. Who doesn't? Either the real one or the Lego one, the super cool one. Oh, yeah. And the, it's, it's a tie between that and um columbia they they make those amazing jackets and a lot of great outdoor gear they um in two days and like seven hours you can purchase your own echo base jacket you can get luke's hans parka or leia's jacket and i would like leia's jacket please i have the timer set off on my phone to warn me three minutes before it goes live because they are only making, they're only selling, I think it was like a couple hundred of them. Some are in a store and are in stores and some are online and I want one unless it's stupid expensive. And then I will just look at a picture of (laughs) a little picture of it. And it's, it's, yeah, I posted it on my Facebook page. I'll share it on our, what do you think that, uh, what do you think they're going to go for? Probably 199 and up. Okay. It, I mean, and it's that, Columbia and it's right. Star Wars. Right. So it's going to be good. So they look amazing. They look amazing. Um, Did you see I the just guy, want it. Talk, talk about the Millennium Falcon. Did you see the guy that built a, uh, uh, a Millennium Falcon and put it on the roof of his house and it lit up? No, that's amazing. Yeah. It was like it lit up and, uh, it flashed like it put Christmas music and it flashed to the different beats and stuff. It looked pretty cool, but he did it kind of to countermand his neighbors, all their excessive Christmas lights. So he built a Millennium Falcon and put it on his roof. Nice. But, okay. So two days, three hours, 28 minutes and 10 seconds. So they'll be available on the eighth. Ooh, I'm guessing at midnight on the eighth. So they will go. all disappear by midnight. Oh, two. So like you will be up till midnight that day. Yeah, I'm going to set my alarm to wake me up at 1130. There you go. And I can be online and ready to go. Yep, absolutely. And why to wait? Very cool. Dude, these look amazing. 
Well, you have to. Well, definitely have to. You have to send me a picture of it. So, um, Miles, it's you. Okay. Well, we we talked about uh, some short leave updates, and uh, that William Shatner is going to be one of the guests, and hopefully, he still will be. But um, what I would like is the funds, the resources to be able to get a picture with William Shatner. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. going to probably be in the $75 range to get one of those nice, um, professionally done pictures. But um, that might be a bucket list thing. Um, Mr. Shatner is um, getting up there, but uh, who knows? He could still outlive us all. But um, in case he doesn't, somehow, some way, I want to get a picture with uh, Mr. Shatner this for uh, short leave. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's that's. That, that that's on my side that's the number one on my sci-fi uh, and and i think list. rightly so because people like him i mean they they uh, have lived a long rich life but there's no guarantees right yes so. and uh hey i want i, I want to get pictures of captain kirk yeah come on absolutely that's yeah. not that's not so much to ask us <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't think so i don't think so at all my number five comes in as a video game for the switch which my son now knows he's getting He's asking for Mario Odyssey, which is which is absolutely why. Well, yeah, he does. Um, so now he know he does know that he can ask everyone for games now, which is the only plus to the whole thing. So he's asking for Mario Odyssey, which is supposedly an incredible game. Um, but I'm asking for Fire Emblem Warriors for the Switch, and it's more like a fantasy hack and slash type game. Uh, but I think it'd be kind of cool. So um, either that or Elder 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 Scrolls looks phenomenal for mm. the switch so or i guess there's also uh link breath of the wild but i, I think i can borrow that from my son so so that's uh probably that rounds out my list but in honorable mention i also want an apple tv 4k which is what m had so i didn't put it on my list so because <laughs> i didn't want to feel I'm like i'm sorry stealing. dude no don't don't be sorry because it's a it's a worthy gift it's a we have i've had the my son, we moved the Apple, I'm, I'm calling it the uh, the second gen into my kids' room, and then we have the, th- the third gen, and this is the fourth gen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just need to keep moving them. They keep getting shuffled around because the second gen works great. So I gave my mom the second gen. I have third. Um, so my brother has always given it to me for Christmas. Cause, and before, it was only, it was like 100 bucks. So... You know, it, we don't really a exchange bit. a lot of gifts, and we we get one gift for each grown up, so that was really nice. But Apple TV 4K, it's like 180 dollars. So I did not. It I'm is. not. I, I like. I don't know if the topic came up, but I I immediately said no. That's way, way. I, however, the concept of spending 700 dollars on a Lego set, right, doesn't seem like that much. <laughs> so you know it's all relative all relative right it is all relative well you know colin called in and left a message for us and he's uh, he's he's talking about beginning his christmas shopping but i thought we would tune in before we go to our michael hogan interview which will be kind of we'll use to kind of wrap up the show here um but uh, let's hear what colin has to say this is not a short voicemail it's about seven minutes long um, and do you want me to break it up when it seems like a good spot or do you want me just to like roll it? Let's roll it. Okay. So I will, I will roll it and then we'll talk about it on the flip side. I know you like when I say that. Oh boy. On the flip side. 
All right, here Just we go. Stop. Just play it. Just play it again, Sam. All right. Greetings, Sci-Fi Diner. It is Colin from England. How are you? I hope you're all getting your Christmas shopping done, because I haven't even started mine. But anyway, um, been away for a, a long time, so hence I've got an awful lot of sci-fi stuff to get through. But I did manage to watch Star Trek Discovery, which I struggled with at first, but it slowly started to grow on me. Um, although it's not the utopian future that the last Trekkies are used to, which is obviously causing con consternation. Um, but it's also not as not DS9 dark, it's basically dark dark. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure about the profanity. I mean, it's like they, they inserted it for the sake of inserted it rather than actually adding anything to the dialogue. Um, and I know the, there's a certain scene where a person's getting abused by a Klingon and that upset a lot of people, but um, is it Star Trek? I'm not really sure. I don't, you know, it doesn't feel Star Trek, but it does feel, it's a good science fiction series, but I'm not sure if it's Star Trek. Um, where else have I watched? Um, oh, I've watched uh, Blade Runner 2049. Really enjoyed that. Really managed to capture the essence of the original, of which I'm a massive fan of. Um, and I do believe I did a sci-fi diner podcast on it. Um, I have the limited edition box set which has every version of the original Blade Runner in that sandwich a lot of film and the soundtrack of course um yeah I think that they really managed to capture the, the feel of the original um a lot of people think three hours is a bit long and I did notice in the cinema that people didn't know what was going on because basically people if you haven't seen the original Blade Runner you haven't going to have a clue what's going on because you just there's no leading, there's no pick-up point, and there's elements in this film that lead back to Blade, the original Blade Runner. So if you haven't seen the original Blade Runner, you're going to be lost. But uh, I really enjoyed it. The feel, um, the scripts, the actual acting, um, the whole the whole ensemble, it, just, it felt, yes, this is Blade Runner. Um, they didn't try and make it like a modern version where everyone, because a lot of people now, they just want bangs and whistles and explosions and stuff like that, which Blade Runner is not about that. Blade Runner is about methodical, steady. Um, you drink in the landscapes, you drink in the, the vistas and, and you just go along for the ride. Uh, so that's people who are expecting to see Harrison Ford. He doesn't really come into it until well over halfway through. So, and this is a three-hour film. So, <laughs> so don't expect Harrison Ford to pop up at the start because he doesn't. But when he does pop up, his contribution moves the story along really well. Um, also, didn't mind Jared Leto, um, who I don't really... I struggled with him in certain parts, but he, he was good in this. I really like... He, he actually made a really good, mysterious... Um, I don't know what you call them overlord of his company because that's basically the best way to put it but yeah definitely Blade Runner 2049 definitely worth a watch um, I haven't watched Justice League because eh, on that um, no Ben Affleck doesn't work for me as Batman and uh, Batman vs Superman weren't that good so I'll probably watch it on DVD or something but I'm not going to go to cinema to see that um, Stranger Things 2 Loved it. 
kept the kept the ball going, um, kept the tight scripting going. The the acting and the cast the cast in this is phenomenal when you consider how young some of them are and there's such a wide range of ages and they really work really well together. So hats off to whoever did the casting for this because they really have scored. Um, but yeah, the story was really good, and perfectly worked. Um, not like a lot of people who have a successful first series and then flounder in the second series. This one, sorry, season. This one, um, this one really carried it on. Uh, just as good a story, just as edgy you see, gripping, um, willing them on. Um, I loved the fact that they delved more into into Eleven um, and she got a bit more of, her, of her, who she is and what she is and she got to learn a bit more about herself. And I also like that the scientist isn't your traditional mad scientist who wants to like create a weapon and conquer the world. This scientist actually cared um, as evidenced in the in the final episode. So yeah, really enjoyed Stranger Things and I'm looking forward to Stranger Things 3. Um, also enjoyed The Expanse, which is on Netflix, folks. Give The Expanse a watch because it's really, really, really good. And finally, for Ragnarok. I laughed at this film. Um, I, I mean, four in a hot tub and then he gets out and... and uh, not four, sorry, Hulk in a hot tub and he gets out and four sees him naked and goes, yeah, that's an image I'm never going to get out of my mind. I just laughed out loud in the cinema at that. That was brilliant. It is a really good film. Um, it's very Marvel. Um, it's it's a lot lighter. Um, so a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like the the, the second four film um, and a lot of people didn't like the first one. I like the first one. I like the first one. And I think the second one's got its got its merits but this one is really good jeff goldblum being jeff goldblum um, and doing what only jeff goldblum can do is was absolutely brilliant i love the melting stick why are you giving me the melting stick why are you giving me these i was there was so many funny moments in this um the valkyrie wow she was phenomenal really enjoyed her kate blanchley was brilliant as well some really strong um female leads to this and they weren't just there they was literally part of everything so hats off to the director for not just focusing on four and Loki, but for folk for giving valkyrie and hella and and everyone else a chance and um carl urban yeah when i opened his mouth and i heard his accents i thought okay someone's been spending some time in britain a lot so but yeah my dad's a stonemason. That was so north of England. So, <laughs> but really good ensemble cast. Um, also like the fact that they tied in certain elements from the comic book. So you had like the arena is from Planet Four, Asgard getting destroyed. That's in the comic books. Um, even going to Earth because in the comic books when Asgard is destroyed, they set up the new Asgard floating over Oklahoma. Go figure. Obviously, don't know about the tornadoes. Um, but yeah, so they all that, and, and obviously the, the reveals at the end, which I'm not going to say in case people haven't seen, but there's uh, two X clips at the end. The one that you, you need to see and the second one, not really. Um, although it is kind of funny. So yeah, so that's my sci-fi world for the since I've come back off my extended holiday or vacation, as you guys say. So um, I look forward to your uh, Christmas episodes as I always do. Until then, guys, live long and podcast and take care.
All right. So what do you think? Coming! <laughs> so what do you think about, uh, where do you want to start with that? He, he gave us a ton of different things. What What do you want to talk about here? Miles, why don't well, you get us started uh, here? His, his thoughts on Star Trek Discovery is interesting. Um, I, I've heard others have similar thoughts. Sure, it's it's good Star Trek, but it's good sci-fi. Um, yeah, his comment I'm, was actually that it's it's good sci-fi, but is it good Star Trek? Yeah, he's a bit on the fence about that. Right. So I've heard that from other people. I, I think for me, it's still Star Trek. I thought there are elements where you have everybody wanting to be aggressive and weaponize something. I, I, I think there are times where the Michael Burnham character, like, let's take a step back. Let's just try to understand this thing first. So I think there, there is, there is Star Trek in it. It's just, we're seeing a time where Starfleet is more aggressive on high alert, fight, you know, the war with the Klingons, um, we're seeing we're seeing before they're at this age, and so I still think it's good Star Trek. It's just expanding the universe a little more. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand I understand Collins, uh, you know, his concern over that. Yeah, Em, any thoughts on that? I like it. I like that Star Trek is a little different. It's a little more raw. It's a little more. It's not candy coated and everything is wonderful and make it so and i like it i i it's it's delicious it's something i have not seen in star trek and it's done kind of elegantly and i say that with like a question at the end it's done elegantly for me i like it right yeah Very also good. going to the stranger things we didn't talk about that that was so good yeah. but did you know that david harbour the guy who plays hopper He's Hellboy in the next Hellboy movie. I did hear yep. that. I heard that too. I did not know this. I literally found out yeah. just a moment ago. Yeah, now Colin absolutely loved the story the second season. It was great. Yeah, so it was so engaging. A lot more backstory to Eleven and Yeah. Yeah. So So good. Well worth And it. yeah, the kids this year, like the kid who plays the kid who's possessed, if that boy doesn't win an award. He was phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. He won't, he won't at sci-fi, but um, hopefully he does. But I hope uh, so. Yeah, no Justice League. He's. Uh, he, do we need to convince Colin here to actually give Justice League a try? I mean, he's basing Colin, it on Colin. Go and see Justice League. He's basing it's it on Batman versus Superman. So it's not all crap. Yeah. Sorry, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You have to excuse him, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I, I, do you remember, uh, and were you with us when we did the blade runner review or is that going back before your time? The original blade runner review? Yeah. I, that was before me. Yeah. So we did that. It was like, we did a TV rewind and blade runner was one of them. And I remember Colin saying that he had every single version of blade runner under the sun. So it's not surprising that he absolutely loved, 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 loved the, uh, the new Blade Runner, so not a surprise at all. But which I haven't seen yet. You saw it, M, right? Yeah, it. I did not know it was three hours long. Okay. Oh my god, it was so long. But uh, so <laughs> <was> so long. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but 
were you a fan of the original Blade Runner M? I remember I remember seeing it in high school and thinking, this is the most amazing thing I have ever seen in my life. And then I saw it the night before we went to go see the second one, and I was thinking, what on earth was I thinking? <laughs> so uh, Blade Runner in general is just not your cup of tea. I I get where they were where they were coming from. I I it's I'm not the I'm not their target audience. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. I did not realize what Colin said it, and maybe it's not on over here, but the Expanse is on Netflix. Yeah. Is it on our Netflix too, or just a UK Netflix? I want to say it's on ours too. Because well, it was on Amazon Prime, so that's where I watched like the first season of it, and then I never finished it. So I would. It's awesome, isn't it? If it's on Netflix, I'm going to be watching it. So, but uh, oh, what, supposed to get another season too. Yeah. So what? What? Uh, what else? Um, he talked about Thor Ragnarok. Any thoughts about that? If what, what what he said, Hawk in a hot tub. Yeah, I just have to agree with him. I mean, it, it was awesome. So funny. I've already pre-ordered it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. The day it came out, iTunes is like, you can pre-order Thor. Done. Done. But you can pre. You don't have to tell me iTunes. Take, take, take my but money. You can pre-order it. iTunes. I just ordered it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Anything else about what Colin said to talk about before we move on? No, I think. Uh, All right. It was an enjoyable voicemail from him. Yeah, it was great to hear from you, Colin. And wow, if we don't if we don't hear from you before the holidays, uh, you have a very happy holiday with two years and you, yours and everyone in your life. And we are thankful for the emails and the voicemails that you've sent us over the years. Indeed. So, indeed. That just made me think of Christopher Judge when you said that. But <laughs> that was his line from Stargate. Remember? Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, why don't we roll into our um, our interview that we're going to share tonight? This is an interview from Shoreleave39. And uh, who are we interviewing tonight? Uh, Miles, you're the one that kind of did this interview. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how it came about? Right. So you and I, we had a chance to just talk to Michael Hogan a little bit uh, Friday at Shoreleave, and I uh, did the interview on Sunday. Um, I had a very nice conversation with him. We, we did talk a little bit about Battlestar Galactica. You, you can't help but not to, but uh, he, he's a busy man as far as his workload goes. And uh, so we talked about other shows he's been doing too. And at the time I had not seen um, Man in the High Castle, but I said, I will watch that since you're in it. Um, and I, I'm glad I did because uh, it's, it's a fantastic show. I heard good things about that show, but I have not watched it either. Em, did you the watch book Man? book is strange, but the... the show is amazing. Okay, so you did watch the show, Em. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good. He's not so he's 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 got into an an integral character in it, but it's not all about him. He's a really good ensemble player. I I, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, yeah, loved him in Battlestar. So glad to get the chance to interview him again here. So well, very good. And uh, we'll uh, go ahead and share this interview, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show. This is crazy. You know, we need to figure out whose side we're on. Which side are we on? We're on the side of the demons, Chief. We're evil men in the gardens of paradise, sent by the forces of death to spread devastation and destruction wherever we go. I'm surprised you didn't know that. 
Just, uh, I'll give you a short intro. I'll just fire some questions. Do it. Okay. See what happens. All right. Good luck. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, Colonel. How you are. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Shore Leave 2017, and we're hanging out with Mr. Michael Hogan. His IMDb page is an impressive list of sci-fi fantasy, TV shows, popular video games, and movies. And for four seasons of the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, he brought to life one of my favorite characters on that show, Colonel Saul Ty. Mr. Hogan, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us in the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. So say we all, God damn it, man. It's well read. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So one of the last things I saw you in was 12 Monkeys. Yes. I, I loved your character, Dr. David Eklund. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he was... He what an fun. absolute gift. You know why they brought me aboard is, is uh, uh, he's going to hate me that I can't remember his name right now, but it's, you know, it's really early here right now. It is. The producer and creator of uh, the 12 Monkeys uh, series worked uh, on Battlestar, and uh, he um, was one of the producers on Battlestar, and I didn't see him on set at all. He worked all straight from the network in L.A., but uh, it's kind of a rap party when we had a screening we had a screening of uh, the finale of Battlestar Galactica in a huge uh, theater in uh, in in Los Angeles, and it was amazing. It was like a movie that yeah. was shot. I mean, it was like like it was shot for a movie, not for a television. Mm -hmm. It it was uh, stunningly uh, a stunning evening. But anyways, after that, uh, hanging out with him, he said, "We apparently we hung out together." And he brought me aboard for uh, uh, 12 Monkeys because he said uh, he wanted to bring that sense of humor. He said, because on the Colonel Tom, you never see the sense of humor, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, then it was the humor and the, the, the fun that, that uh, the doctor I played on the 12 Monkeys. That's why he brought me aboard that. So I, it, was, it was fun because we had a little chat at the beginning. I said, oh, I know what he wants here. So, boy, did we have fun. And look at the cast I got to play with. Oh, absolutely. Barbara Sokawa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, not too hard. That no show acting need, required. I mean, I love the show, but it needed a dose of humor. It's, 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 a, it's a dark and serious show. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad they brought you on for that. Yeah, so am I. And I great. thought for Colonel Ty, I mean, I know it wasn't purposeful humor, but you would say some things that just would just, you know, knock me on the floor. I mean, yes, uh, I agree. I mean, I was very, very lucky. They and the, the, the longer we got into the series, the more they wrote uh, that kind of stuff for Ty, which, which was good. Because by then, you know, the audience... Uh, the audience knows uh, the character so well that uh, they, they, they get the sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, but I was sad to see your character get killed off, but, but they gave you a very heroic death you're in, you're in 12 in, Monkeys. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, but as you know, it's uh, and when Terry was telling me about the death, he said, but you know, it's time. That's right. right. So there's space time. He could come anytime because, you know, when uh, because of the time... Uh, situation mm -hmm. the uh, when um, uh, Barbara's character it's been a while since I've done it so I can't remember the, 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 the anyways the professor that I have the relationship with she has no idea I, I show up at the she looks up at me and says is there any more Dr. Eklund and I said you really don't remember me because the timer she says no I have no idea who you are and I said that, well that's going to be awkward uh, uh, when tonight when you come to bed right that was great <laughs> And so she said, well, and so that relationship and the fun we had with that, well, the same thing could happen only then maybe the next time. Uh, I won't remember her, right? That's right. She's going to have to woo me. They could bring think it on. It's time travel. They could bring your character back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and Barbara can woo me if she, if she gets that me. That would make Good for a great Barbara. juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. 
It's hard to believe it's been nine years since BSG wrapped up, and yet even now, it I'll has, go back. Huh? Yeah. But I'll go back and watch an episode. It still holds up and, and still speaks to me. Yes. Do you still get that kind of uh, feedback from fans? I do get feedback from fans. And, you know, I don't do many of these conventions, as you know, but when I do, I try to. I, I very seldom get a chance to, but I try to remember or make time to watch some of the battle stuff because it's been so long since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I only watched it when it first came out, before it went to air. You know, the, we would get the, the, the DVDs and watch them, and then the next episode's done and get it and watch them. So a lot of it, I, you know, it's been so long since I've seen it, so when we talk to the fans about it, I have to rack my... I have to get you guys to tell me what you're talking about, yeah. you know? But I did watch some of it uh, last year, and I found it so moving. Uh, it, uh, well, I mean, the tr- I did watch some of the trial. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, would someone turn off that fracking music? Oh, wow, that was, was like, incredible. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I mean, even though I'm playing the character, the whole thing is put together so well. It's a, it's a rip, it, it ripped my face off. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, and... Uh, I, Getting the questions here from the fans, uh, like in, in the talkbacks or even at the table here, uh, you know this. And also, you know, when I'm doing a, a film or a television show, everybody in this business has seen Battlestar Galactica. Mm. That's one thing about doing this show. Yeah. Is, is anybody, everybody has seen it because of what it is. Mm. So you do a, like, and the director of photography will wait a couple of days of the film or something, and finally he'll say, Hogan, I, I know you're so tired of talking about it, BSG, man, about it. And I say, no, I'm not tired, man, of talking about it. Bring it on, because, one, we're so proud of it, and it's yeah. been so long since I, I, I've done it. So when you ask me questions, it reminds me of things, mm-hmm. and then away you go. And, of course, once someone asks me a question that keeps tricks me into something else, into something else, and then try to get me to shut up, man. And I said, oh, I forgot to tell you about the time. That- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So when it was announced who the final five Cylons were, did you think Ronald D. Moore was a genius or had he lost his mind? I thought he lost his mind. I thought it was a mistake. Um, I thought it was... Uh, I had been told leading up to that there was a... What do you call it? A poll on the, on the internet of... Uh, every, I know, every, uh, high, every character who had appeared on Battlestar, right from a day player to a Dama likelihood of them being a Cylon and Ty was a second last or something like that, right? It, mm-hmm. So I thought Ron and the rest of them were just, uh, it was for surprise factor. It was, yeah. it was sexy. Let's put him there or whatever. But you know, in the long run, and I was surprised. People say, did you know? Well, I, no, I had no idea. And closer, running up to it, the, the announcement of the, who was going to be the Cylons. You know, people start teaching each other and there'd be jokes around the set or whichever. And one day, Eddie almost says, you're hearing the music, you're hearing the music. Because Eddie knows all the scripts. Oh, so right. He's referring to the music, which none of us knew anything about it. And I said, now, Eddie, not nah, you too, man. Uh, and uh, and uh, Moore, I mean, uh, Michael Reimer uh, was on set and he said, Hogan, uh, Ron Moore hasn't talked to you? I said, fuck, ah, man, not you too, Reimer. And Ron Moore uh, flew up to Canada, he's a class act, and, and talked to me about it. And you know, in the long run, I think it was an absolute brilliant, brilliant, brilliant uh, right. move, because if, 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 if Saltai isn't, in fact, chronologically, the oldest human being, uh, 
uh, because there's only 30-some thousand people left, isn't there? Yeah. And, and he is uh, uh, certainly a senior. He is uh, certainly the most dangerous because he's fought the Cylon since the beginning of time. Yeah. And uh, he is, so therefore he's the most dangerous mm -hmm. and uh, he is the most loyal. Oh, absolutely. And he is the most, one with most humanity and with such dignity and loyalty. So that it was an absolute brilliant idea to to um, to choose him. I thought mm -hmm. Ron was a class act, and that was. And so I'm honored mm -hmm. to, to have that. Uh, the honor. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and I thought making Kate Vernon the, the fifth one. <laughs> I, I thought it was just. Yeah. You know the kind of person she was, and then she has all this knowledge, and, yeah. and just. Yeah. She, you know, she, you, you kind of rid her off as as this. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Whatever she was, but then, then, but she's a Cylon. She, I just thought this is one dangerous woman. Yes, yes, indeed, and therefore one dangerous couple, as always. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So as we wrap up, yeah, what's next on the horizon for you? Uh, what's uh, is there something new? It's, new to plug? Well, um, I'm in the. It's interesting these days, and uh, it was, we can talk forever, but uh, this with the non-disclosure and with the, you know, the social media, etc. You really have uh, are strict about the non-disclosure of, of what you can say and can't mm -hmm. say, and whether you're back on certain things or not. Um, but um, that being said, I did just uh, wrap uh, uh, an arc on the third season of Zoo mm -hmm. and uh, CBS's Zoo, and I love that, man. Uh, if you've checked that one out okay, yet, I mean, you know, there's so much great stuff. We there are is. in the golden age of television. But do yourself a favor and, uh, and check out Zoo. I'll and give that consideration. I think, yeah. You know, I, I also did. Um, the last season of, uh, of Man in the High Castle and whether uh, as a member of the Resistance. Also, yeah. wow, check that one out, man. And I can go on and on and give you the list, but uh, let's leave it at that for now. Okay. Google me, baby, uh, and find out. There, yeah. There's always something on your IMDb page. Yeah, you know, that's worth checking. always popping up somewhere, so yeah. it'll, it'll be oh, great to see you. Man, yeah. well, great to see you again, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah so thank pleasure. you so much for your time. It was good reconnecting with you. Nah, that's what I'm here for. Great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode where we uh, had a you know, voicemail from Colin, an interview with Michael Hogan, and we even shared our top Christmas list, reviewed Justice League. We did a lot in this show, you know, guys? We were very busy. We were very busy. A very busy night at the diner. We served up a lot of delicious stuff. Um, so next show, we're looking at doing a Star, Star Wars review, right? Yes. So and we're, doing, and we're doing the holiday special, right? Yes. No. What? No. 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 <laughs> okay, so not the holiday special. We'll do the newest movie that's coming out, and uh, we're looking to do that somewhere probably the week after Christmas. Does that uh, does that look good for everyone? Bring it. Bring it. All right, so can you uh, put up a date in the chat, maybe that Tuesday, see if that works for everyone, and we can uh, talk about it. Awesome. All right. And uh, welcome to the inner workings of Sci Fi Diner yes, Kids. Yes, yes, absolutely. But we would love to hear your thoughts on the new Star Wars movie. So email us to sci fi diner podcast at gmail.com, post it on Facebook, send it on Twitter, send us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you and your thoughts on the new Star Wars movie. And uh, we want you all to have the best holiday as possible. And, and uh, uh, we're just so grateful that you guys listen to us in this sci-fi diner. But I think that's about it. Anything else we need to say before we leave the show? 
No, I think we're good. All right. I believe that is it. Why don't you take us out of the show, Miles? Okay, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies.